The Dr. Lodi Podcast empowers people to think for themselves and teaches people how to achieve optimal health, free from cancer and all other chronic conditions. As a medical doctor, clinical psychologist, nutritionist, historian, philosopher, and the pioneer of what has now become the definitive route for those unsatisfied with the modern cancer treatment system, Dr. Lodi will deliver information that you've never heard before. Tune in and discover what a true second opinion really means, how to stop making cancer, why there is no such thing as diseases, and what you are truly capable of achieving in your life. All right, you guys. So anyway, YouTube should be on. Let me know. Somebody let me know because there's no one commenting on here. Anyway, let's, you know, at least we have access now to our questions. That's what I wanted to, I wanted to do because I, I know we want to answer these questions. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, uh, right. Okay. So we, all right. So, so the heart variability. Okay. Again, again. so you, you, you work on your mental health, uh, by the way, Getting hot and getting cold is actually really good for resetting it. One of the things that Dr. Kobayashi and I started to talk about that is that uh, he had a seven. He, he took all <clears throat> uh, all stages, of course, of CFCs. Uh, most of them were advanced, and this guy was very meticulous. Kept amazing notes, and over about a forty-five year period, he had a seventy percent long-term remission. That, that was his. You know, that's what he did. Um, and one day was his this very special systemic hyperthermia that we've learned. I, you know, he trained me uh, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> and and a couple other doctors with me. Plus, I had learned it years ago. I used to be I used to go and hang out with him in Tokyo. But uh, so he does one day of, of that plus di- a healthy diet. And then the rest of the four days, he works on balancing the autonomic nervous system in multiple ways. And one of them has to do with dunking tubs, really cold and really hot, okay? And so you do nine colds and eight hots for one minute each. So you got these two dunking, these two tubs next to each other with a minute glass, you know, like when you play games, you know, a little minute glass instead of an hourglass. So you get into the cold and you put it on, you wait for one minute, and then you stand up, you get over here and you turn it one minute. Anyway, that rebalances your immune system. So another way to to do it is is to get hot and cold. That's why, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, ice baths now and all that. Have good relationships, okay? So the more you're stressed in a relationship, the more you're going to be sympathetic overdrive, okay? Another very, very important way to <clears throat> increase um, your parasympathetic and uh, therefore improve your heart rate variability is through breathing, okay, deep breathing, right? And we breathe with our, with our diaphragms, not with our chest, not like that. So lie down. If you lie down and breathe, you cannot breathe incorrectly, and especially if you have a little slant. But you don't even need a slant. You can just be horizontal. But when you're lying down because your shoulders don't go up, your breathing is, and you'll watch your abdomen rise and fall, rise and fall, and that's because the diaphragm is contracting. So breathe deeply. Now, breathing deeply not only stimulates your vagus and, and all of that and your parasympathetic, but it also uh, um, um, gives a big push to your lymphatic system. Okay, we have something called the cistern and chile, the all the lymph that's coming from here, and the, and, it, and it gets to this one area and it goes 
like pumps it when you take a deep breath and it goes right back into circulation. So it keeps your lymphatics moving. Yeah, that's very good. Of course, you eat healthy foods, um, sleep early, all the stuff we said, and move around a lot. Move around a lot. Watch Darren and I do more podcasts on movement, okay? Instead of freaking out for an hour and a half in a in a gym, you should be moving all day long. And I got to take my own advice on that because I sit here too much. Anyway, um, and another thing that's really overlooked, it's very strange, but it's really, it's to stay hydrated. Why do we have to stay hydrated? Because remember, our bodies are what? 70, 70 plus percent water. And all chemical reactions, those 36 septillion chemical reactions we talked about that occur every second, occur in water. They require water. That's why dry fasting doesn't really work too well. Because, uh, you, you know, if you're, not, if, you don't, if you're not getting enough water, all the reactions are going to be sluggish. And eventually they won't work at all. So water is, uh, I mean, if you want to find out if there's life on Pluto, what do you do? You try to find water. Right. Okay. So water is uh, the elixir of life. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> anyway, in summary, so what is heart rate variability? It's the uh, small millisecond intervals between heartbeats. You know, sometimes it's a millisecond longer, it's a millisecond less. Uh, that you don't, you really would just see it at 70 or 80. It looks that way. All right. So um, anyway, so, uh, and that's due to the autonomic nervous system, sympathetic and parasympathetic. And it's all pretty much sympathetic driven. So we've got to bring them into balance. Okay. And that brings the whole body into balance. Okay. We, we talked about ways to do that. Let us look at the next question. Okay, so I'm. Uh, this is Cynthia. I'm 62 year old, diagnosed with DCIS, ADH, stage zero, ER positive, no necrosis, surgical oncologist recommended SOC. I'm. Th- I'm. I'm. I. You know about it? Acronym, Cynthia. Come on. Does that mean standard of care? Right, but it should be SOS, right? Standard of care. So he's he he or she. Uh, right, I'm sure they recommended. Let's take off the breast while we're at it. Why don't we take off the shoulder and the arm? Let's get rid of it all. You know, uh, but I but I declined. Beautiful. Instead, I I sought doing my own research, found natural alternatives while relying on God's guidance. Beautiful. This is October. A year later. I had two clear ultrasounds, MRI with and without cancer. That was normal. I met with the doctor this month to discuss these findings. She told me that the MRI was useless in relationship to my DCIS. Because they they had discovered it was a DCIS when they did that biopsy. Uh, And they insisted that I need to get a mammogram since that determines why surgery is still recommended due to pre... Meanwhile, the same day, Meanwhile, the same day after the summary notes on the potential stated status of disease is NED, no evidence of disease. So I had to Google it. One, is it true that MRI is not informative for DCIS? Yeah, DCIS is not a uh, a macroscopic 
observation. It's a microscopic, just like if they say it's ductal, invasive ductal carcinoma, invasive lobular carcinoma, or lobular carcinoma in situ. That just means they're looking at a microscope at the little ducts, which you can't see with the naked eye. So you won't see it. The DCIS, you can't see, you know, it's true. And the, not all DC, DCIS is not, is stage zero. It's stage zero. Now, I don't know, when I was learning numbers, you know, I mean, like you all, when, when I was learning numbers, I there were, one meant the one, two meant two, and zero meant none. Does it, has it changed? Does zero now mean maybe? Huh. Well, I don't know. I think, you know, I think when people put white coats on, they they, they really, something happens. <clears throat> Their ability to reason is gone. Okay, so now, so she's right. Yeah, the MR does, doesn't confirm DCIS, but why not? How many, do you know how many, you know when people get, they have they get DCIS, they cut off the breast, they, <clears throat> they do radio, uh, radiotherapy, uh, you know, radiation, and they do chemotherapy, and the person dies, and they might it might never have evolved into CFCs, and if it did, it could have been taken care of early. So at this point here, this just means that it's time to do some work. That's all that means. Things are out of balance. This is an adaptive response. It's just time to do some work. Okay, so she told me that. Uh, 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 she said, you get a mammogram. Tell her to go get a double mammogram um, <clears throat> every week. Meanwhile, that same day, yeah, no, no evidence. Number two, why does doctor recommend surgery if, if no abnormalities were on the MRI? Okay, why you know that? You should know that if you've been listening at all, Cynthia. The only reason doctors say anything is because they are following the algorithm. The algorithm comes from on high by uh, people on committees in the professional corporation, uh, professional organizations, right? So whatever specialty a person is with, they have a, a society they belong to, right? American Society of, of uh, Obstetrics and Gynecology, the American Society of and I'm sure they have it in Britain, and they have it in Australia, and they have it in Singapore, and they have it in Canada, Mexico, okay, and uh, India. They have the okay. <clears throat> so, but anyway, so with, when it comes to CFCs, the American Society of Clinical Oncology, AASCO, and mo more members are outside of the country. So it's become the place to publish your research if you want to be a famous oncologist, if you want to get well known. So everybody, you know, if you. If you're worth your soul, you're going to be uh, a member of that. Now, they every year um, refresh their um, guidelines. Now, they call them guidelines, but that's just a euphemism for uh, instructions. Yeah, this is what you do. All right. So that's why they do things. They're recommending it because it's on the algorithm, not because it makes any sense. It makes no sense. That's why the doctor did it. So don't ever wonder, don't ever think that the doctor is actually looking at your material, you, the human being, and saying, what is the best thing I can do for this human being? No, they want, a, that's why you freak, you want to freak a doctor out. Don't get a biopsy. Oh my God. If you don't get a biopsy, they can't put a, because what they call diagnoses are, um, when it comes to CFCs, are uh, 
descriptions of the tissues, histology, histopathology. Uh, uh, anyway, so that's what they call it. Uh, uh, and then they get they get this name, and they can stick it in their in their sales algorithm, and they can sell you stuff, pro, uh, services and products, products and services. Now, if you don't get one, oh my God, they don't have a name for it, and they're just totally freaked out, totally freaked out. It's a mass. Well, what what the heck? Okay, if you have a large mass in your breast or a large mass in your in your lung, and it's going, you know, there's some things that are like really obvious if you got something growing you know it's really obvious and you why and also remember we don't want to put names on it because when you put a name on something you give it a reality you give it an existence it exists now and it exists in your mind which is much worse remember this mind um uh even though we can't control it uh has a is so intimately connected to our body through the hypo the mind the brain through the hypothalamus and you have the whole endocrine system. Um, it's a portal, you know, it's why, you know, I, and I've mentioned this before. It's why you have, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, t- t- two young women get become roommates and they're both two months later, both menstruating at the same time. Okay. Uh, woman, women, a couple trying to get pregnant, can't get pregnant after six, seven years, they adopt, a month later, she's pregnant. So there's all sorts of um, the mind affects a body in multiple multiple ways. I just mentioned two of them. So, uh, and why would I be prescribed to begin taking tamoxifen if there's no evidence of disease? You're asking all the right questions. The answer is that you shouldn't do anything they're saying because it makes no sense. And the research is going to show you that it doesn't work anyway. But if you take this stuff, if you take these drugs, then that's going to affect you. You don't need it. What you need to do, so you're ER positive. Okay, that's fine. That's pretty normal since those are breasts. Breasts, mm, oh yeah, breasts have estrogen receptors. What else? Oh, fallopian tubes, ovaries, uh, vagina, hips, larynx, Lungs, stomach, pancreas, bladder, prostate, colon, yeah, heart, heart. Anyway, now ER positive, they're talking about ER alpha positive. So what you want to do is you want to stimulate ER beta, and you also want to get 2-methoxyestradiol, two, two, uh, 2-ME2, two, get that prescribed, and you can um, just rub that on your breasts. And um, if you can get a topical cream. And uh, you want to get the iodine. You want to get, you remember breasts and thyroid are really, 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 really closely connected. You want to take care of that. You want to do your cleansing. You want to do all this stuff. And, but you're going to eat a lot of soy and uh, soy products. And you're going to eat a lot of flax. You're going to make flaxseed smoothies and things like that. So you can really work on downregulating ER alpha and upregulating ER beta. Huh? Okay. So I don't think I could ever endure another mammogram. Of course not. You shouldn't. Don't ever. You tell the radiologist, if it's a male, that you will do the mammogram as soon as he squashes his testicles and irradiates them. Then you say, look, if you can do that, I'll do the mammogram. If it's a woman, then say, okay, right, you do it first and then and show me how it's done. They're not going to do it. 
Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. All right, now. Um, this is a question by Emma. For those who have spike protein-induced turbo CFCs, is the treatment different, and do you believe that they can heal as effectively as non-spike-induced CFCs? Well, if you've... <clears throat> What they're calling turbo cancers, the turbo CFCs, are uh, are we're not even sure of all the things they've done. You know, of I mean, we're not even sure of the 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 the, the, the depth and the breadth of how it has affected the body. Um, so it's a much bigger challenge. A much bigger challenge. Um, but therefore, it just requires more intensity in every area, okay? Because in the end, in the end, if you can get the immune system back, you're okay. And one of the ways that we get the immune system back, first of all, we we increase our T-cell production because, you know, as you age, that goes down. But even but when you're sick, it, it, it goes down as well. Uh, your T-cells are lymphocytes. Um, and uh, we there's another peptide. <clears throat> it's called methionine and kephalin or met and kephalin or met five. It's a five amino acid um, um, peptide. A peptide is just a amino acid strung together that a 50 or less. A protein is a hundred or more of the amino acids. Anyway, comes from the adrenal gland and it's kind of the modulator between the um, neuroendocrine system and the immune system. So it's, it's a lot, a lot of good research on it. Anyway, those are the things we, we would use. We would also, uh, natokinase is going to help get rid of the spike protein. And uh, there's a lot of things we, we don't know. We just have to be more, much more, uh, much, much more, um, Intense, that's all. But don't worry. I mean, just get busy. Just get busy. Okay, now. uh, Alan, what can be done for brain CFCs? Well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Uh, teeth, 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 teeth. You got to go to a really, you just go to the, I would, if it were me, I would go to Emma, Dr. Emma Abramayan in uh, Glendale. Uh, she's in Glendale in Thousand Oaks, I think. But, uh, 
because she's the best. But there are many other good ones out there, a lot of other good ones. We got, But you got to find a real biological dentist, and that's the big deal. You can go to Dr. Simon Yu and have him tell you exactly where it is and what He's amazing. It takes a month to get in with him. But um, now I don't know what you mean when you say brain CFCs. Do you mean it started there? It's a primary, like a glioblastoma or medulloblastoma, or or is it a um, something that start you know went from the another organ to the brain? It's very different. I mean, it's it's different in that um, you got a different cell. You've got a different cell type, like a breast cell or the ovarian cell or something like that. Uh, and it's going to act in it. It's going to, it's going to, it's got to do those kinds of, it secretes those kinds of, um, um, substances, et cetera. So it's different, but the main thing is, is the location. It's in, if it's in the brain, then you've got to move quickly because you don't want it to grow. But if it's a primary brain, then we're looking at this, but even if it's not, we still got to look at this number one. Uh, and then we, we, we do all the things we do. We straighten out the immune system, clean out, rebalance, work on the, parasympathetic, you know, all that stuff. We do all the same. Uh, we can also use, we use intravenous DMSO for brain because it's a systemic, uh, very powerful anti-inflammatory. Um, also use, um, instead of dexamethasone to decrease the edema, we can use boswellia, which is frankincense, up to about eight or nine grams orally. You get to work it up slowly, uh, but you can get the same effect that's in the surgical, neurosurgical literature. So, and, and we've done it, you know. I did it with that uh, fellow that I, <clears throat> the uh, surgical oncologist I worked with, we were, got him on that as well. Um, and then uh, you do, you know, you do the vitamin C, the ozone, the vitamin C crosses over and yeah, all, all, all the same things. Yeah, but you got to get rid of that source. That's very, very important. Now, um This is Shoku. My 82-year-old mother had endometrial CFCs with some metastasis to the lungs and the urethra bladder. She has a urine catheter. She has a lot of bleeding from the from the bladder and vagina accompanied by burning pain in the pelvic vagina where she has a tumor. She also developed pneumonia and is on strong antibiotics. She's on 20 milligrams daily morphine for the pain. We also give her two something of cannabis oil a day. She's not had any chemo radiation or surgery. What is your advice to control the bleeding pain and chest infection? I have access to Fenban tablets, ivermectin, curcumin, mistletoe, vitamin C. But as she's asleep most of the time, she can't take it by mouth. Can I crush the tablets up? Can off-label drugs like metformin help? Yes, 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 and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. This morphine, you got to realize, is uh, not helping with the pain. It's making her like, not think about it. But the morphine is suppressing her natural killer cells. It is uh, paralyzing her bowel. So she can't not only have bowel movements, but she will not be able to um, uh, assimilate, absorb, digest food. So 
It's like, no, 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 no. You got to get more cannabis. You can get cannabis in very high doses. It's got to be very pure. It's got to be a four to one THC to CBD and you make it into a rectal suppository and you can put 500 milligrams rectally. That way she's not going to get high. Put it just in, just into the rectum. Don't put it too far up. Put it too far up. It's going to get go into the liver. It gets to get hydroxylated and the person's going to get high and they're not going to be happy. Um, I mean, this is high. I mean, 500 milligrams of four to one THC is, you know, way more than Cheech and Chong would have ever wanted in their heyday. So, um, but anyway, you can do that and you can do it three times a day. Usually twice a day. You can do three times, whatever, until she gets off the morphine, get her off the morphine. She's probably sleeping from the morphine. We don't know. Now, as far as the pneumonia goes, I don't know. Does she have pneumonia? Did you see the x-ray? Does she really have pneumonia? Is it a fluffy pattern or is it kind of like, uh, uh, you know, like it, it, uh, with the, uh, is it fluffy or is it? Anyway, uh, and she's on antibiotics. Did they choose those antibiotics because they did a culture and they, they, and they tested these particular microorganisms that grunt in culture. They tested them against or are they using some uh, antibiotic presum presumptively? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, she needs to do all the same thing. Now about the bleeding. I don't know where her bleeding is coming from. If she's got a tumor in her bladder and vagina and it's bleeding, you know, you can do things like cauterize it, right? You can use um, laser cautery, electric cautery. You can use, um, even they've got these uh, silver nitrite sticks that, it's not going to cauterize it. But anyway, so if you can't cauterize it and you can't do that and the blood loss is significant, then there is a reason for sure surgery. You got to get it out. Yeah. There's one of the reasons for surgery. So, um, but I don't know. And, and, and if she wakes up and gets healthy and starts moving around and who knows, maybe we can do that. I would also use, if you got direct, direct access to the tumor, um, you can do vaginal ozone, um, You can go right into the tumor and inject the uh, uh, sodium bicarbonate. There's a lot of things you can do when you go there. So you'd, ha you'd have to work with somebody who knows what they're doing. Oh, my God. There is the hard one. How do you find doctors that know what they're doing? I, you know, Listen, I've been hiring. I've been trying to hire doctors for... Um, oh, it's 24, so it's 12 years now. 12 years I've been trying to hire doctors. Right. And uh, they're hard to find. They're hard to find. I, uh, I don't understand. So anyway. Um, okay. So I hope you understand that. What I was talking about. Uh, Shoku, but with your, uh, with your mother. Now, uh, Paul. My 86-year-old father was diagnosed, put a spell on him about lymphoma, and it's in his shoulder area. The doctors want to start chemo. Oh, my God. The doctors want to start chemo? Oh, oh yeah, they're doctors. That's right. Of course they do. They don't know anything else to do. Did they ask, did anyone say, hmm, how did she get this? Or he... Father, how did he get this? Very interesting. Let me tell you about lymphomas, what we call lymphomas. Uh, 
I ha- I spoke to a woman this week who um, I mean, okay. The lymph the the lymph nodes in her in her lung were were growing so big and fast that they were com- compressing her lung and she was having a hard time breathing. So they did high dose chemo and it shrunk down. Uh, she could she could breathe better, but now they're coming back again. They're in her lung. So I asked her about her uh, a dental history, and it turns out that she's got. Wisdom tooth still there. The next two teeth are extracted or fell out or something. And then the next two, which are on the long meridian, one is a root canal and one is a titanium implant. That's it. So those lymph, that it's called Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is the lymph nodes reacting to something. And it's always that way. Lymphs are reacting to something. Right. Unless you get into, in, and then there's all the ways of them, of uh, things that are in the bone marrow and they modify it and uh, they can modify one of the progenitor cells, like uh, with, when we see with multiple myeloma and stuff. Uh, but yeah, you can crush Fenben up. I'm sorry, going back to Shoku, you can crush all those things up, but you got to wake her up too. Yeah, and you can put them in water, you can crush them up, you can do all that sort of thing. But you got to, you can't just do a little bit, you got to do it all. She needs it all. Okay. Uh, so the doctors want to do chemo. What can I do to help him? Seven-day fast, change diet to carb-free, ivermectin. Yes, Paul, it's everything. I have this um, stop making – I should change it to stop making CFCs, uh, stop making cancer course on my website. You can do that. Uh, and it's got Darren. It's got a few other people. But, um, but really – I'll tell you one of the simplest things in the world to treat is uh, lymphoma. So it's really easy to take care of. Okay. Katol, katol. Sorry. Um, Speaking of multiple myeloma, my insurance, this is Tracy. My insurance company denied my immunotherapy, the Ratumubab. I've been on it for two and a half years and nine months as monotherapy. I'm in deep remission. I'm now only taking Revlimid. I have no idea if this will work until my labs next month. I'm terrified. Please help. What parasite causes blood CFCs? Thank you for your time. Okay. Tracy. 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 I imagine you didn't just tune in. You might have been watching for a while. It doesn't matter where it starts. It doesn't start in the blood. It starts in the bone marrow usually. All right. And when we're talking about lymphoma, uh, multiple myeloma, what are we, what are we talking about? Um, well, you know, all lymphocytes are made in the bone marrow, right? They're all made in the bone marrow. And the ones that go to like lymph nodes and spleen become B cells, B, 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 like boy. And the ones that go to the thymus become T cells like uh, Tom or So anyway, uh, the uh, 
Now, but the B cell, okay, so, and, but, but even when they're in the bone marrow, the B cells are in the bone marrow, uh, what happens is once they get, um, they come in contact with an antigen because they're what they call naive B cells. Naive and it means that they don't yet have a, because B cells produce antibodies. Antibodies are these, they're, they're basically called immunoglobulins and they go out and they attach and kill stuff. And that's how we get what's called adaptive immunity, right? We get that. Now, the B cell that has connected to some, that has attached to an antigen, to, 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 to an organism, to a CFC cell or something like that, uh, it kind of divides. Uh, half of them are now memory cells, and they just they can, live, they can be there for decades. And they're, they're just that if they run into it, they'll turn into. And the other half, the other half or the other percentage is plasma cells. And the plasma cells are the ones that are producing thousands of um, immunoglobulins per second. I mean, a lot against that. All right. That's what the plasma cell is. So what multiple myeloma is, is that when it's when a plasma cell is not producing anything effective for a, it's, it's not like an antibody to something. It's, it's producing these different proteins and stuff, and you can see them on that, and you wind up having problems. So the, uh, with like bone, you know, you can get um, holes in your bone and things like that. Now, uh, the the thing to do is the same thing there's it's not which parasite a lot remember one of the things that parasites do if you remember from the uh, from the discussion on the webinar is that they 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 modify the immune system so that it doesn't recognize it right and that's a very powerful thing to do so they they've changed the immune system and then they hide and all that remember they'll migrate anywhere and remember, they're microscopic. These are not long worms migrating. These are microscopic. I mean, they're larvae and they're eggs you don't see ever, ever. Can't see them unless you happen to, you know, see one under a microscope. Uh, and then you've got the protozoas that, that we were now seeing that more and more protozoas are, are causing problems, right? Protozoas are single-celled organisms, right? So you, you'll never figure out which ones and then take that. And that's the thing. That's not the way to do it. You just blast it. You do a juice cleanse, clean it out, clean out your colon, lymphatics. Everything we talk about, don't be worried. You don't, you are, you think, unfortunately, you think that these drugs that they've given you are what are helping. They are, but they're just keeping the lid on things. I mean, the minute you take off the the, the lid, the, the 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 it'll come out again, right? So it's not dealing with it. Well, can you imagine what if there was like this big shortage and they didn't have any of those drugs? Then you'd be in big trouble. So what you want to do is you want to get to the point where you don't need anything to hold a lid on it, right? Like for example, you got a horrible, horrible headache, you can't do your work, so you take some ibuprofen. Okay, now you're able to work and do your job. Uh, next day you have a headache. Wait a minute, let's figure out how this headache is arising so I can get rid of it uh, or so that I, I won't develop it. And that's kind of what it is. So, so the allopathic doctor, like the you know typical MDs, never ask why. And I have a question. My I ask why all the time. And one of my big whys is why don't they ask why? Why don't they ask why? I remember as a kid, I, I asked why to everything. 
I got slapped a few times, but I always want to know why, 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 why. Then I found out, you know why everything happens in the universe? Because it pleases God. Wow. So that when I learned that, that kind of changed everything. So the answer to every why is because. Now, the real question is how did it happen? That's what we want to know. How did this happen? It's kind of and that we can get into. But the why, why is the sky blue? Why is gravity what it is? Why, 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 why? Because it's necessary and that's God made it that way. That's it. That's all the whys. Okay. Uh, second opinion. Are we still on? We got, yeah, we're still on. Oh, wow. You guys, it's New Year's Eve. Shouldn't you be out there like uh, intoxicating yourselves and uh, jumping up and down? Because West Coast, uh, East Coast right now, what time is it for you guys? Oh, my God, it's 8 p.m. in the East Coast. Well, in Europe, I know you guys are already out there uh, losing your minds, right? Isn't that weird we do that? We do that, and we're, like, so happy for the new year. And if everybody knew what 24 is going to be, you would be saying, no, 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 no. Don't let it turn midnight. 2024, yeah, I'm telling you guys and ladies and uh, everyone else, 2024 is... Uh, I don't even know how to say it, but... I hope you get my point. 2024 is it. If we're still around, you know, if I'm still around, I'll be doing this. We'll talk about this next year at the end of, for the 2025 one. And that, guess what we got coming from Brazil in 2025? That's right. That's right. We got a, um, what's it called? An enterovirus. That causes polio. By the way, the contagion myth. I already got into that a little bit. Okay, now. Uh, you know, this is a good question. The question is, uh, this is from my, um, Michelle. Is there anything that a person can take or the doctor can do to minimize scar tissues that form from at pelvic or abdominal surgery. You know, and I'm, I was, um, you know, I remember when I was doing surgery, um, we would pour in a liquid at the end um, and just wash everything and then suck it out. And it really, it prevented scar formation, for, but it was toxic. So, um, but here's the thing to do, if, to eat healthy, to live healthy, to go to bed early, to get your, uh, your parasympathetic, do everything you can, eat real food, don't eat food that's going to, you know, and, and all that. And you're going to, uh, but to minimize it is, um, uh, you know, hopefully the, you've got a surgeon that's going to just do the absolute necessary. Don't tell them not to take out nodes if nodes have any CFCs because you need nodes because that's where the immune system makes its decisions. But I honestly don't know of 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 a way of dealing that with that. 
Um, okay, this is from Eva, a 48-year-old female, no pre-existing conditions, fit, eating healthy, unvaccinated, was 145 pounds four months ago. I had an injury at the gym, lying face down on the stomach, on the prone leg curl machine. Bench was pressing uncomfortably against my ribs. Curling 20 pounds, I felt a sharp pain in the area of my right lower rib. Three days later, vomiting, diarrhea, chills. Did x-rays, no broken rib. Did I pull an intercostal muscle? Vomiting, diarrhea, all good. Blood, urine, everything was okay, but diarrhea kept coming back. Lost 20 pounds. I get nauseous and diarrhea. I have right upper quadrant pain, which is up around the liver. I'm doing 16 to 18 hour fasting, eating even healthier. Stopped eating um, corpses. Taking black seed oil, digestive enzymes, parasites, still not sure what I injured at the gym. Maybe I'll get the... I have abdominal and pelvic CT scan with contrast schedule. Scared to go through the contrast. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think the injury at the gym had anything to do with your condition, okay? They just happened to be be, be related in uh, 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 in time. I mean, it's it's uh, it's um, it's like it's like for example, um, it's uh, it hasn't rained in Arizona in I don't know three months. So I go over to this Indian chief, and he teaches me how to. I'm sorry. Native American chief, and he teaches me how to do a rain dance. So I go out in the parking lot in front of, in front of our clinic, and I do this rain dance. And you know what? Tomorrow starts raining. Was it the rain dance, or was it going to rain anyway? So that's what I'm saying. So we can't we can't assume cause and effect from these sorts of things. Okay, so don't. And they're and they're really different too. If you had pulled a rib, you'd, you if you had pulled an intercostal muscle, whatever. Uh, it's not going to cause diarrhea and the repeat, repeat, repeated diarrhea and stuff like that. So you're doing the right thing. You started to change your life. That's very good. You got right upper quadrant pain. That's your liver. Uh, you should get some blood tests and let, you know, I'd like to see what they are. We want to look if your liver enzymes are up. Uh, did you get hepatitis A somehow? Did you, you know, because you that's a foodborne hepatitis. Um, whatever it is, I don't know, you know, I don't, viruses cannot possibly exist. They can't exist. They don't eat. They don't breathe. They have no metabolism. They have no waste and they can't procreate. So, I mean, oh, it's just a shell, a glycoprotein shell with a little fragment of genetic material. That's not life. But they can modify these little things if you put them in your body. I don't know, you inject them somehow, they can get in and they can actually modify your DNA. Oh, my God. But who would ever do such a thing? Who would ever do that? Um, anyway, so you're, you're on the right track. It's time. You know, you're just getting, okay. 
you've got to do a, a, a three-week juice cleanse. I don't know how much you weigh, but uh, I don't really know of many people that can't do a three-week juice cleanse, and I don't think you're one that cannot, okay, from what I can see. But I don't know, so I'd have to talk to you. So I'm not telling you to do it. I'm not recommending it. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just telling if you're of uh, if you're not cachectic, if you're not like 70, 60 pounds and you're five, five or six or seven, you know, but anyway, so I'd have to do some blood tests to see, but I would definitely put you on a juice cleanse. I would get two colonics a week and uh, I would get you. Yeah. 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 And there's all sort of things. And then get rid of the Get your dentist, dental stuff taken care of. That's yeah. And parasites. Am I sounding redundant? You know why? Because CFCs are CFCs, wherever they start, whatever they do, wherever they start is where they start. It doesn't mean they're different biologically in terms of the CFC-ness of them. Yes, they might be ovarian cells doing ovarian stuff and liver doing liver stuff, brain doing brain stuff. But Okay, so... Uh, I'm an eight. Uh, uh, this is from Linda. I'm 81 in fairly good health. I think would stem cell autophagy help at my age to do anything to keep me younger? Um, stem cell aut autophagy. I'm not sure if that's the right term, but anyway. Um, anyway, you mean stem cells from yourself? Yeah. Okay. So, um, is yeah. I mean, stem cells are really good, but they're not going to, they remember stem, stem cells are seeds and they have to go into good soil. So you need to do really some good cleansing, Alinda. Um, uh, I would do a, a prolonged juice fast as long as you can. I would do a couple colonics a week. I would uh, maybe get a hold of a lymphatic therapist and, and start moving, move, or uh, call our clinic and see if you can get some private, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, video lessons with Darren. You should all do that. I mean, these guys like, you, go watch the podcast. Just get an idea of who he is. He gets everybody so excited. I mean, you, you know, you watch his thing and you want to you want to start like moving, doing stuff. You know, he's telling me even standing, you know, here's the research. He's got all the research. So, you know, just keep moving around. Anyway, so do that. Get rid of the parasites. Do uh, get rid of the parasites, um, Linda. Very, very important. Uh, and then also you're going to need thymus and alpha-1, the uh, peptide. Get your T-cells being produced. Um, and, uh, melatonin. Oh my God. Melatonin, you guys. Um, I mean, I got, well, we'll talk about that sometime. I mean, but melatonin. Okay. Iodine, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C, melatonin are all you need if you're eating a fantastic diet and you won't. So you can need other things. So um, let me see here. Let's look at the next question. Excuse me. Um, Amelito, hello. Can I do an online consultation, get a prescription event? HSA cards. What is, I'm not sure what that is, but. Uh, I'm in Thailand, so I, I don't I don't know how I could use that. Um, 
but uh, I, I'm trying. I'm gotta find a way because I don't want everyone. You shouldn't pay the same amount for a uh, a CFC consultation, which is very involved and takes a couple hours at least. At least, right? You guys have been there, right? It's, we're not done in like an hour. We're like getting started. Um, but this, if it's pretty much that, that should be quick. So I, I want to get that, make it a lot less expensive and affordable, so we can just uh, do that. But go watch the webinar. And then, you know, um, so <clears throat> wait, wait, what, there was a question here. I'm trying to find it. Uh, it was, where was it? On GC Moff. The question was basically this. You all heard of GC MOF, GC MOF, MAF, macrophage activating factor. Right. And uh, and so it activates macrophages, right? Because they get inactivated because CFCs produce um, an enzyme that uh, um, um, what do you call it? Inactivates them. And acetyl galactose galactosaminidase aminidase. Yeah. So they call it nagalase for short. I like that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and they say virally infected cells also produce it. Now, what if not since viruses don't exist don't really exist, they can't possibly exist. These are exosomes or something else that got into there. Um, and um, you all remember Dr. Um, Gonzalez in New York, who was murdered. I think he was just about to publish something that said there were certain injections that people were getting. I don't know what you call them. I don't know what you call them. What do you call those injections? That you're supposed to get every year. Kids get them a lot. Anyway, but uh, he was, I think he'd done a lot of research, did a deep dive and found out that there was nagalase in them. Oh my God. So what a surprise. Uh, you mean, you mean, you mean, you mean. They're out to get us. Nah, not my government. Um. Anyway, so that nagal that okay that nagalase inactivates the ability. Now the GC. What is the GC? The GC is the protein made by the liver to carry the um, vitamin D. It's a vitamin D binding protein. That's what it is. But it also activates macrophages. So the more vitamin D you got, the more vitamin more vitamin D binding protein you have to make. Ah, there you go. Um, so remember, well, and I don't know we if you recall, but the, uh, there's like two ways of looking at the uh, there, there's there's two polar the, the immune system can be considered polar polar polarized. We have the one side where it's like aggressive, going to kill everything now, and the other one is saying, all right, let's take it longer and let's be cool. Let's uh, let's you know. Okay, so, mm, you know, and this one is the humoral. The, the one on this side is humoral. That means it produces antibodies and it's a slower response and it's not killing everything and all this. This one is like, that's, that's TH1, that's TH2. Well, when it comes to macrophages, they call them M1s and M2s. So when an ant, when a, when an M1 enters that tumor and it's going in there to do its job, which is take a bite and start eating it and then showing it to the naive T cell. It gets into that environment of low oxygen and high acid and 
it gets, I mean, that's how my macrophages get drunk. They don't go to bars. They go to tumor microenvironments. They get drunk. They get drunk and all of a sudden it starts working for the tumor. It becomes a tumor-associated macrophage. You don't want to wake that up with GCMOF. So, before you take GCMOF, you've got to take, you've got to do something to shift you back into an acute stage. And God came up with something. Imagine God coming up with something, right? Hmm. It's called fever. Fever wakes it all up. It takes you all out. Of, there's no more. There's no more uh, uh, chronic anything. Everybody is ready to go, and they do, and it does. That's why we get fever. I know. I know. I know. I know if you went to medical school, you learned that a fever was an indication of a Tylenol deficiency or, or a paracetamol deficiency. But turns out not to be true, if you can believe such a thing. Um, a fever is how our body... Uh, imagine if you were a lizard or a snake. And you were not doing well. You'd have to find a rock in the sun that was hot and go in there and bake to get to get your temperature up, to get the immune system moving. And that's what they do. But we don't have to because we are what they call warm-blooded mammals. Oh, my God, but we're not animals. Uh, well, we're not plants and we're not rocks. So, hmm, not mammal. Animal, mineral, plant. plant. You weren't playing that game, right? So where do we fit if we're not animal? What does the word animal mean? Oh, animate, move. Oh, okay. So plants, right, they don't really walk. Uh-huh, but rocks don't really rock. But these animals were up, and they're real small, but we're not one of them, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, you know, if men can get pregnant, ah. oh, did you see what Canada just did? I mean, I feel so, I, I'm, I'm just like so relieved. And, 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 I, and my hat again goes off to uh, Justin Trudeau. I mean, this guy is like brilliant and innovative. They have decided. All right, they've now they're now going to put tampons in the men's room. That's brilliant. I mean, brilliant. I mean, that's caring. I mean, that shows me that he's a caring individual, and that you know, you know, being a man, I'm thinking if I had a tampon, where would I? There's only one place that we put it, and why would I do that? Anyway. But Justin, no, I, hey, I have full faith in him and his godfather, the guy in Davos. Uh, anyway, that's the thing about GCMOF. So get yourself with a fever or um, there's something called IL-2, interleukin-2, which you can use. There's a lot of good studies. Read, look up PubMed, low-dose IL-2, and I got to say the word cancer because that's what the word they use. Um, and they also got one where they combined IL-2 with TA-1, which is thymus and alpha-1, which increases your T-cell production. So you get that and the IL-2 and you get the you get the fevers and all that stuff. You wake it up. You do that for 10 days, 14 days. Once everything is awake, then you can start the GCMOF. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And believe me, I've been in touch with everybody. This The GCMOF was discovered by Dr. Yamamoto in Japan in 1992. And I taught, he came to America, I met him, and, uh, and then his uh, buddy, uh, Dr. Rogerio, lab partner, wound up going to Switzerland, uh, 
and GCMOF was a big deal for a while, and then they knocked it out because it was working. But it was only working like 40%, 50% of the time. So I thought, hmm, why? Why? And you know what? Why is because you got to get it into the M1 state first. Then that's the one you want to wake up because it's going to take care of your business. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, this is uh, Oriana. She says, I've been dealing with chronically, I've been dealing with chronic sinusitis, ear infections, dizziness, headaches, foggy brain, and feeling tired and unmotivated. Sounds like you're living in, I don't know, was it 5G? Um, I've been detoxing since 2017. Oh, okay. So during that time, my head inflammation was even worse. So there wasn't 5G then. Okay, so this is, uh, I am sensitive to medications and natural medications as well. I can't tolerate well cleansing as my blood pressure gets high or extremely low. I can't tolerate what I can't tolerate cleansing very well. Heart palpitations 150 during parasite cleansing, but I'm scared of taking anything because Herxheimer and detoxing too fast. All these medical issues are complicating my life, and I have two boys who have medical needs. As a single mother, it's hard for me to follow up in the parasite. Due to all this, I'd be able to have a paid consultation. Oriana, yes, I mean, because it's way too complicated to just, you know, there's so many unanswered questions for me to be able to give you any advice. So go to drlody.com, and um, if it's a real long, 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 long time, then... Just go to hello at drlody.com. It's an email and just tell them you're trying to get in and, 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 uh, you know, and if not, like send me a message or something. Cause, uh, uh, yeah, it sounds like you could really, you're re you're ready for help and I'd love to do that, you know? Um, and, uh, okay. This is Cin Cindy. Hello. I was on the parasite webinar this evening. And first of all, thank you. You're very welcome. It was great. I was one that asked about TNBC. You all know what TNBC is. Triple negative breast CFCs, right? Okay. Left behind from my double mastectomy in 2020. I have an open wound, wound that Stanford has left since doing a topical biopsy. And it's opening wider. It's been nine months. And instead of addressing the wound early on, they are pressuring me with chemo, which I did not, nor will I ever do. Good for you. I need help. This wound is the size of a quarter, and I'm basically sharing, staring right into my tumor. Honestly, I can't afford an appointment with you. I understand that. I get it. All right. So, Cindy, here's the thing. They did what kind of, whatever, they did a biopsy. And after the biopsy, I guess where they took it out, there's a, there was a hole. Now it's growing. All right. So um, first of all, you got to be, I hope you're cleansing. I hope you took care. You don't have any things on your breast meridian. You've got, you've done that. You've, you've done three, four, five, eight, ten 10 week juice fast, right? Where you don't eat, you just drink and you're just cleaning out, right? You've had colonics. You're doing the lymphatic therapies, right? Right. Okay. So you're doing all that. <clears throat> Um, you know, there's a couple of, uh, the, um, anti-parasitics that actually studies are show have shown, 
specifically go after and eliminate TNBC. Yes, 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 yes. Um, now, um, now the wound, let me just tell you about the wound. Um, so in addition to eating healthy, having a lot of ascorbate, be sipping seven to seven, have all the, all the nutrients there, eating a lot of healthy foods, chia, flax, eating that so that your, your body's got all that it needs to heal. Now, um, uh, what you can do from the outside is go get some organic, fresh aloe. You can get the big fat, you know, they're, they're like big leaves like this and they're thick, anyway, but they don't have, you know, whatever you can get, you get, make sure it's organic and you use that. Uh, so what I, what we usually do is, uh, and you can clean it with peroxide, uh, not over the, not the stuff you buy in the drugstore because it's got some nonsense in it. Get the food grade peroxide and then dilute it down. Um, and or use colloidal silver. Only one that I know of is sovereign silver from natural immunogenics. And of course, I don't own anything, so I certainly don't own stock in there. I don't own anything. I, have a, I don't even own my body. I got to give it back. I got to give it. It's just a loan. Just a loan. Uh, but the Klaus is happy about that. Klaus says, hey. You won't own anything, and you'll be happy. So I'm, 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 I'm uh, and so uh, what was I talking about? Anyway, so oh, oh, what we do with the with the with the wound is is that um, you know the aloe, right? It's got it's kind of spongy, right? because that's got the good stuff in the middle. So you cut up, you take off the skin of one side, just get a little one, just if it fits right over wherever that is. And then keep the skin on this side so it doesn't, you know, leak. You've already cleaned it off with uh, a natural, uh, with uh, some sort of colloidal silver and or peroxide and or you ozonated it, uh, whatever. Cleaned it off pretty good. Then you put this on it and then just get like a uh, like a gauze and just wrap it around your chest and do this three times a day. Yeah. Also put iodine all around it, not near, not on it. It'll hurt. Get to Lugol's 5% iodine and put drops all around. Make sure you're taking enough iodine. Make sure your thyroid's right. Make, you know, do all the things that we have to do, okay? Yeah. Now, what time are we? Okay, we still have a little time. Can you believe it? Uh... Let's see. Oh, yeah. So this is Instagram. It says, um, hold the Clark Zapper work. Uh, it's, yeah, to some degree it does. Um, yeah. Ah, is melatonin something we should be taking on a daily basis if we were healing from CFCs? Well, yeah, I was going to wait till later, but I'll talk a little bit about it now. You know, um, aging is associated, right, with a decline in um, um, immune, immune function. And it's also tends towards having more CFCs, right? So uh, 
as well as what they call infections and degenerative conditions. So, and it's both the innate system, which is like macrophages and neutrophils and the kinds of guys that gobble up uh, and the natural killer cells, right? Um, and then the T cells and the B cells, and they all get, they, they, they all need to get to adapt and become, that's part of the adaptive immune system. But anyway, um, as it turns out, the, the macrophages and, um, and the other granulocytes start to decline with age. And they also lose their ability to gobble and eat. And they also lose their ability to produce something called superoxide anion, which is necessary to destroy things. So, um, and they also um, have declines in their helper cells, CD3 and CD4s, and increases in their CD8. So they wind up with an in, a basic inflammatory condition called inflammaging. Yeah. Anyway, what does melatonin do? It turns it around. It brings it all back. Yeah. It stimulates the production of the progenitor cells uh, for the granulocytes and macrophages, right? It stimulates that. So you get, it stimulates the production of natural killer cells and the CD4s, and it inhibits CD8s. What, what, is that everything we need? Almost. Okay. Now, you know, the idea is that this happens through, can you believe it, through the regulation of something as obtuse as cyclic AMP, right? Nobody ever thinks about that except... Dr. Kobayashi, years ago. And that's part of what we use, yeah. So cyclic AMP is one of the fundamental chemicals in the body, called this, in, the, in the cells, called the second messenger. And when someone has CFCs, the ratio between AMP, cyclic AMP, and cyclic GMP is reversed. So anything you do has got to bring that, bring that back, okay? Guess what does it? Okay, one week water fast reverses them. Yeah, but so do other things. Um, anyway, so when we look at centenarians, right? What do we see? They they have still have their NK cells and they're still producing interferon gamma, which we don't see in the people that are passing away earlier. So anyway, why am I saying all this? Because do you know how melatonin is made, right? It starts with an amino acid called tryptophan, and then it goes down and turns into serotonin, right? So all during the day, you're producing serotonin. As soon as the lights go down below, um, I forget, I got to remember, and, and it's below some luminosity that kicks on another enzyme, and, and, it, and that serotonin doesn't go into the blood. It goes down and becomes melatonin. And... Uh, so it turns out that people that are totally blind uh, are producing lots of melatonin because they're always in the dark, lots of melatonin, right? So they did a study. They looked at uh, 1,565 people that were totally blind and 13,200 people that were, you know, severely visually impaired. And um, so they found out that the totally blind had a lower incidence of all CFCs, colon, brain, breast, ovary. Now, these are, you got to understand, these are people that are probably eating the way everybody else eats. I mean, they are. That's, you know, it's not like they picked a special group. So they're eating, they're living, they're exposed to, but they get a ton of melatonin. 
Okay. And by the way, these CFCs had, it didn't matter if they were hormone related, like prostate and breast and overeating. It didn't matter. Or not. That's melatonin. And the same, and not the same, but, but, but close was in the severely visually impaired, but not the same. So tons of melatonin. So, you know, I recommend up to 180 milligrams a night. Um, The thing to do is to find a compounding pharmacy that will make a patch where you can have maybe 200 milligrams, just, you know, like they have fentanyl patches where, you know, for uh, pain. I mean, if they can do that with drugs, they can do it with melatonin. And then you just get a little bit every day, right? So, and you know, the thing about melatonin is that, do you know, besides the pineal gland, what makes it? What cells make it? Lymphocytes. They make melatonin. Yeah. Uh, So do the cell, all of our cells, when they get exposed to light, they make it, but it doesn't go into the circulation. It just, it just stays there to help it. It's mitochondria, right? Because it's also, in addition to doing that to the immune system, it's also one of the most potent uh, scavengers, if not the most potent scavengers of the hydroxyl radical, the OH negative, which accumulates throughout the day from biology. And then plus we get extra ones from what? 4G, 5G, it doesn't matter what G, it's still ca- paralyzes the voltage-gated calcium channels. Calcium rushes into the cell, and that stimulates nitric oxide, which turns into peroxynitrite, and not very good. And then it becomes hydroxyl radical. And all you got to do is take some molecular hydrogen three or four times a day on empty stomach, molecular hydrogen, and hydrogen, H2, OH, come together, and you got H2O. It turns it into water. Perfect. It's what you call a specific antioxidant as opposed to like vitamin C and vitamin E, which are uh, generalized antioxidants, right? Because remember, the balance of life, of health, is oxidation and redox and unox and, and anti uh, antioxidants, which is called reduction. Redox biochemistry is one-to-one. Share, handing out these electrons, letting them flow. That's it. Uh, so the same thing with uh, um, um, a- alkalinity and uh, um, uh, acidity and alkalinity. Acidity steals electrons. Alkalinity donates electrons. Right? Oxidation steals electrons. Um, uh, reduction or antioxidation donates electrons. It's all electrons. It's all electrons. And when they're flowing, you got a nice EKG, you got a nice EEG, you got a nice EMG. It stops flowing. You got a flat line, no more electrons flowing, and that's it. So tell me it's not electrons. But anyway, so um, it goes in and it cleans up the hydroxyl radical. Very, very important. So you can actually reduce. There's a couple ways you really want to avoid, uh, get rid of the the problems with... um, associated with EMF, and that is, well, avoid it. But uh, secondly, go out and take your shoes off and stand on the earth for, you know, at least 45 minutes a day and try to do like even a half hour in the morning, half hour at night, barefoot. And I know it's hard in certain parts of the world where it's really cold. So 
I don't know what to say. I think they have ground the grounding mats and things like that. But it's not quite the same as being on the earth. And then um so in addition to that, um if you're eating really healthy, remember um your colon produces about 10 liters of uh, molecular hydrogen a day. So you'll be making a lot of and if you go to bed early, you'll have several cycles uh, and you'll produce a lot of melatonin. Plus, you'll be taking melatonin. And don't worry, you can take all that melatonin and you're still going to produce your own when you go to sleep because it's not like other hormones. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's like if you're taking a lot of estrogen, your ovaries won't make estrogen. If you're taking testosterone, your testes won't make testosterone. If you're taking melatonin, you still make melatonin. Why? Because it's not a typical um, endocrine organ, it is uh, actually a, a neuron. It's a group of neurons, and it's not related. It doesn't have any feedback mechanisms. So it's really important. So the answer is, should we do this? And the answer is absolutely, 100%, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and get used to it. Get used to melatonin. Um, I mean, it's it, it's one of the big, big, big things you got to do. Yeah. So I do it. By the way, everything that I... They recommend I do. So, you know, next time you're seeing your doctor, ask them, oh, hey, doc, you want me to take this stuff? Do you take it? Ask her. Uh, anyway, sorry I didn't get to more. I never get to, I never get them all. And you guys got so many good questions. I got Facebook questions here. It's just crazy. So uh, what do I do? You know, what should we do? Should I like, don't take any more questions this week and just finish answering these? Or, you know, I don't know. I never know what to do uh, with that. So I'd appreciate some feedback on that, you know? Um, and uh, you guys hung in there. My God. Now, listen, about watch that little thing I put out, the video about uh, you only need to make one New Year's res uh, resolution. Um and I promise it works. So do that. Watch that. Um, have fun tonight. Respect your body. And, uh, and and if it's already morning for you, I hope you I hope you didn't go too crazy yesterday. But anyway, here you are. Here you are. You're alive. And anyway, so Sawarikab to Kon. Namaste, Namaskar, and uh, Aloha. And I'll see you next week. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Lodi Podcast. Join Dr. Lodi's membership community at drlodi.com, where you will have exclusive access to Dr. Lodi's cancer healing and wellness webinars, a community of health-minded people, healthy lifestyle recommendations, educational videos, and discounts on courses and content. While you're there, RSVP for upcoming events and register for the Stop Making Cancer online course. If you enjoyed listening, please share and write a review.